0: you know going through those those physical motions of every day in camp that's what i'm going to be keeping my eye on with travis fredge because i'm i'm wondering how hard they're going to let him go knowing that they have a joe looney behind him that can you know kind of sub him and i wonder how much are they really going to put him in the fire in training camp so that's going to be something that we're interested to i'm going to be able to see at camp as well as you Law. so that's something i'm going to keep my eye on now yeah, jumping go ahead in, and to... rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying. i not trying too big, dog. Mark, said, you know go I ain't trying. Rub t- it in. I know. I know. I'm just okay, excited. My I'm...
1: Ass is not going I... to trade the this year. But I tell you what, we are going to do though. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and make sure we finish off the Redskins because we're going down there with some other Redskin YouTubers on Saturday to,
0: to spread. People, I'm not saying that offense is going to be good, but I think their defense is going to be good. So I think that's going to be a good test for us week two, especially with our Mm -hmm. offense, because that defense is going to give us some problems. They got a really good defensive line, and they just added Montez Sweat, I believe, to the the fold, and that defensive line was already pretty good. So that's going to be a true test for Dallas, and I'm excited to see how our offense kind of reacts to it. You know what I mean? Then we'll be able to see what the Kellen Moore experiment is going to really look like when you're playing some good defenses early on. Well, I
1: got to oh, tell yeah. you, our defensive line should be looking at chop because uh, Trent Williams is planning on holding out and doesn't want to play for the Redskins anymore. And you know who his backup is?
0: Mm, is uh, oh, is he, is he from the, uh, the Giants? Ain't that his backup? Eric Flowers. <laughs> 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 I guess uh. Trent Williams, please stay on out because we love some Eric Flowers. He's on our team. He ain't on your team. He is on our team. Yeah,
1: and and we're going to be doing a mega um, tailgate there with Cowboys Experience and stuff. You know, last year I had about 150 before I partnered up with Cowboys Experience, but we are going to be going off. We're going to have TVs out in the parking lot. We may have some former players, former cheerleaders there. We're going to have Joe Boo's wings. I mean, we are going to throw down there at FedEx Field week two.
0: Well, I know I'm ready, and uh, I, I got some peoples out there in D.C., so we'll see what happens with that. But let's go ahead and jump into some top stories as we head right into camp. Obviously, everybody's been talking about Ezekiel Elliott, the potential holdout. Now, I guess he went out of the country, and everybody kind of won't let it go. Will he? Won't he? I know we've been, all been talked about this on all our pages about the Ezekiel Elliott situation, mm-hmm. but what are your, your thoughts since we're all right here and right now? I want to hear both of your thoughts on it. I I never thought Ezekiel Elliott would hold out right now because it doesn't behoove him to do it. He would lose. He's not winning by him doing it. But what are your guys' thoughts about Ezekiel Elliott moving forward? Does he get that contract? Do you think – because I've been hearing, like, a good four-year deal, you know, right after the option year. uh, What do you think the contract would really look like for Ezekiel Elliott, Mark?
1: Well, first things first, Zeke don't play anything preseason. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let, let's be honest. And Zeke always starts off the season kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got that, if he's not reported by um, August 6th, he loses that occurred year, which means that Cowboys basically get a six-year option on him. So it, it doesn't behoove him to actually hold out. He doesn't really have any left. Maybe he'll take a extra day or two off. I'm not so worried about that. But the Cowboys will go ahead and lock him in. But for me, you know, people are like, you know, make him play on this year, make him play on next year. For me, you look at it and say this. His contract is basically averaged about $6 million a year. I know Mm -hmm, people say, well, he's only getting three point something. No, part of his money was the signing bonus and the guaranteed money that he got early, but Mm -hmm. it averages out to about six. You look at Todd Gurley, I believe he's what, 14? Mm-hmm. What you do is, because the same with the running backs are, if you go through the, the over the cap and you look at all the running backs, you see very few of them over 30. In fact, you don't see very many of them over 28. Mm-hmm. So saying we're going to go ahead and do a four-year deal after these two years are up, you're going to put them down the road. Right. So what right. you do is now say, you know what, we're going to give you a raise for this year. Next year, we're going to put two more years on the contract, okay? Because you're already paying $9 million next year for the option year, right? Right. $5 million on that deal right there. Okay, that's chump change. Okay. Same thing here. You put on about another $6 million for this year. That gets him in line with Todd Gurley and add two years onto it. And you can put it in there so that way, like you did with D-Law, that you got it out after three years. Because mm-hmm. when you look at D-Law, his contract's $105 million, right? But it's right. really not. What well, mm-hmm. they really did was they added $42 million onto the franchise tag because they can get away with that with no pain in three years. So it's really a $60 million year, but you're already paying them twenty this year. And mm-hmm. so that's the way you got to look at this thing. And you can structure it where, you know, you can end up making this a small hit for this year, still sign Dak, still sign Amari. And it's not a matter of the Cowboys not going to sign these guys. The Cowboys are going to work out these deals to be team friendly as possible and get the player, you know, that recognition of being the highest payable. because like I said, you know, D. law feels good. I got a $105 million contract. No, you really got a
2: $65 million contract.
0: I mm-hmm. feel you. What about you law?
2: Well, I look at it like this. Continuity and report is rapport is everything. Uh my thing is I don't think I would see like is like the dogs, we hear the dogs barking. I don't think that the we'll dogs let are the dogs to, out. I don't think that they're gonna be able to confine Ezekiel Elliott. Of, of, of him holding out. I just think that Ezekiel Elliott knows how important it is for the continuity in the report. I think that we've been having 100% activity of a, a all of the players showing up for these, uh, even OTAs, voluntary uh, workouts, and also the actual, uh, uh, I guess, heading into the training camp. We haven't heard any o- other news outside of Ezekiel Elliott uh, quote unquote, supposed to be held and out, holding out. I don't think this is going to happen, Cowboy Nation. Ezekiel Elliott knows what he's up against. Ezekiel Elliott wants to be in the Hall of Fame. I know that he makes some, some horrible decisions, but if you look at it collectively, a part of this and a piece of this is due to the Roger Goodell's investigation a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who else been young and, and, and on something a little bit and bumped into somebody and didn't want to show their chest a little bit? Come on, let's mm-hmm. be real about it. Mm-hmm. If, this, if Ezekiel Elliott played for any other team He would never have been suspended. This Vegas situation would never have been brought up. And then on top of that, we'd have been looking at, okay, this guy's a dynamic running back who's been leading the league for the last three years opposed to the two. You see what I'm saying? Or missing one or what happened. So I'm thinking that Ezekiel will be there in Oxnard and he will be ready to practice and, and keep that rapport going with all of the other guys.
0: Right. I, I agree with that. Let me give a shout out to everybody. I, I There's a lot of names in the box. so <laughs> I can't give everybody shout outs, but best believe Ron Smith, Joe Chantrina, uh, Dallas Pepper Sr. Some uh, names, uh, uh, Ron Smith, you know how we do. And uh, anybody else who jumped in, I'm sorry if I didn't get everybody's name, but trust and believe I love every one of y'all, and I appreciate everybody jumping in, even staying with us when we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Jump back in here so you can hear this good Cowboys talk. My opinion is this. I'm kind of listening, leaning to what uh, you were saying, Mark, that Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense to me to let him play two more years and he just turned 24. If you let him play two more years, that's 26 years of age. Now, do we forget that when DeMarco Murray – I know he had injury history, and I know that. But one of the reasons why they didn't re-sign DeMarco Murray is because he was 26 years old and he had injuries. And that's why they weren't going to extend that contract because, as you said, Mark – when they get around 27, 28, their value is pretty much gone. It's gone. That value is gone. And you True. get 30, you better be a dog, like a, a, a Frank Gore-type running back <laughs> to, to get those that, that contract, for real, because the g- general managers and owners, look, when you hit about 26, 27, 28, you're on the True. downtrend. It's time to draft somebody else. So mm-hmm. it makes more sense for the Cowboys, like you said, if they're going to extend him, go ahead and just add on some years now like they did Todd Gurley. And mm-hmm. give yourself an out. Add a few years now and then see how it goes in three years and then reevaluate it. And if it's not working, you can cut and it's not killing you. That's the smart way to do it. And It's not about, hey, we don't love you. It's about dollars and cents. And that's what this is right. about, dollars and cents. And so I'm going to jump into another player since we're talking about dollars and cents who everybody's been talking about, and that's Mr. Dak Prescott. Now, everybody been talking about his money and what he should get. He ain't 30 million, he ain't 20, he ain't this, he ain't that. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask you guys one last time because you've seen the uh, the Alan Hearns release. That's five more million back in the bank to me. And I have Patrick Walker from CBS Sports on the show in April. And he said that they were going to get this done uh, deal done with Dak Prescott right at the start of training camp or like in the first week. Does this signal that he get is getting signed because you've seen Alan Hearns just get released? Is this the signal that? One of these guys, especially like a Dak Prescott, is about to get signed. Your thoughts, uh, Law Nation? <laughs> Let me ask you this big game, James.
2: Uh-huh. Do, you, do you know when Dak Prescott's birthday is? I, I do not. I'm That's sorry. That's the I don't million dollar question Monday. right there. Monday. I knew Mark. Uh oh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to, Happy birthday you. to, Happy birthday to birthday. you. Happy to birthday.
3: Happy
2: birthday. To <laughs> <yeah>. birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It would be nice. Uh, Shout out to Miss Scott and Pro for for dropping that information for the Nation man down to me. She said that uh, his birthday is Monday. Will it be nice if if the Cowboys reach into the bottoms of their pockets and say, okay, we make you the highest quarterback paid ever for the Dallas Cowboys? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I know we get a lot of hate mail
0: to not for, not for a lot of people. They, they going, hey, dad, going <laughs> they're gonna to to hate that. They're gonna be hate this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's this crazy. It's crazy, Law, that <laughs> when you're talking about that, when if when he finally signs, watch just watch the nation. Watch the nation. Watch <laughs> the nation. What really happens? You feel me? Uh-huh.
2: They're gonna be all upset, but I'm telling you guys if you guys can name me five more quarterbacks that won more games than Dak Prescott since he started, then I will hush, right? If you can name me three, if you can name me two, then I will hush, right? But there's There's only one, there's only one. And uh, I like the fact that Dak Prescott going into his fourth year, shout out to Mark Holmes with the power of four. This is going to be a special year for Dak Prescott. And I think that the Cowboys organization knows this, and I think that they're going to reach deep down in their pockets, and they're going to go ahead and give him that fat contract. So you don't have to be thinking about this all year long. I think you're going to pay him.
1: What
0: about you, Mark?
1: You know, well, we all know I'm all in with Dak Prescott. Uh because For me, it's the year number four that you look at most quarterbacks. You know, and people will say, you know, there's, that's bull crap. But if you look at the sophomore slump, mm-hmm. it is a real thing. Right. Quarterbacks sometimes come out as a rookie. Nobody knows anything about them. They play really well. Then the second year, all of a sudden they come back down to earth, which is one of those reasons why I was telling you, I think Pat Mahomes is going to be coming back to earth a little bit. I don't think he's going to have that 50 touchdown, but that's, that's somebody else's problem. Mm-hmm. Third year, he kind of got together and as he's got more and more talent, but you had to realize, and people don't realize that losing your tight end, um, and losing your um uh, you know Des Bryant and not having anybody, that that changed everything. And then your offensive line was in flux. But you could see right. once you had that offensive line playing a little bit better, they you know, with better coaching. And then when you ended up having uh, you know, Mari Cooper, all of a sudden his numbers were going great. And what drives me crazy is is technically they're right. Mm-hmm. Technically they're right. My people are can you guys hear me?
2: Yeah, yeah we yeah. can hear you. You, okay. you, you sounding good uh, over
1: here. No sound. Okay. My fans are saying good. they get no sound from me. Um, okay. Well, they're going to – oh, good to go. Okay. Um. Once they got that together, if you take Dak Prescott's numbers the second half of the season mm-hmm. versus the first half, you're talking about 200 yards a game the first half of the season. You're talking about 260 average in the second half. And you could see where it was getting better and better and better. That 7-1 and one was real those last eight games. Right. And – that's where you have to look at it. If you take that and just multiply it out, all of a sudden you've got over a 4,000-yard season. And when you look at, say, Big Ben, because this is what's crazy, because people are like, oh, oh don't, man, well, don't Don't hurt him with the facts. Mark. No, 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 no. no but the here's fact, the thing. Man. Bring it. No, but Big Ben <laughs> threw the ball 180 times more than Dak Prescott. 189 times more. That is 12 times more, uh, excuse me, 11 times more per game. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at yards per completion, Jack was only two tenths of a yard less than Big Ben. And look at the people that he was throwing to. Mm. And this is the thing that people won't get you. They'll tell you that Maddie, you know, Maddie Ice is so much better. Well, he's throwing to Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Right. If you put, you know, you put the guys we had with Maddie Ice, how do you think he would have done last year?
0: Mm, exactly. I mean, let's okay. put Deontay Thompson and Noah Brown and those guys, and let's see if you throw for, for 4,500 right. yards. Okay. You're not now, going
2: to. If you look hey, at hey, b- b- before you expound, expound on okay. that point, Mark. Can you hurt the Eagles fans right quick with the facts? What, what you told us off camera about oh, the car, you know brother. It, oh, no, man, I just want to hear it, this it again matter. Bring it up. No, Bring it no. up. I, just, I want to hear it live. I just want to hear Actually, it.
1: Actually, <laughs> they're, okay, they're still in denial because their quarterback was 96 yesterday in the top 100 because they thought for sure he was going to be in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I know they won't put Dak Prescott in it. I get that. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Had he not gotten hurt, they would not have made the playoffs last year. They were five and six with Carson Wentz leading the team. And the five wins, two against the Giants, and who didn't beat them? Because they were the slump
2: buster, mm-hmm. right? And the I Redskins. A, I think it took a kick for them to win one of right, those right. Giants games. The, but go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry, I'm the, sorry. The,
1: the Redskins, mm-hmm. the
2: Jaguars,
1: and they beat the Colts in the first half of the season when they were two and six. And they even let, gave up 45, yard, 45 points to the Jets, OK? That's the five wins that Carson would have, And they don't seem to understand that they lost to the Cowboys twice. But yet they'll go ahead and tell you that, oh, well, you know, our secondary was banged up. Well, our offensive line, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins were the only two starters. Tyron was just coming back from injury. So don't give me that crap.
0: And you we know? didn't have Zeke in 2017 when we played you the first oh, time. Man.
1: But they don't count that though. Wow. Yeah,
0: they wow. won't count They'll that. They'll
1: tell you, oh well, Carson Wentz had a bad back going to that game. It's mm-hmm. like, come on, <laughs> you know what? It's like, come on, man. So you know, y'all making excuses and things because you know what? Here's the thing, I'm a I'm a grown ass man, and mm-hmm. when lose a draw, I'm gonna tell it like it is. And I'm gonna be here every day. If my team stunk, I'm gonna tell you my team stunk, and if they did good, I'm gonna tell you they did good. But you know, these Eagle fans, they go come up with all kinds of excuses. And we're Super Bowl champion. Okay, fine, fine. You finally got one. Now, shut the hell up. Win another one. <laughs> okay? Um, but with Dak, here's with quarterbacks. If you look at Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's numbers every year, his first three years, were, you know, about the same as Dak, but lower. But that fourth year was like the explosion. Now, here's the thing that Cowboy fans don't seem to understand, it, because it was funny because they had the Cowboys-Eagles game on last night, um, week 14. Wow. And I remember it being going into overtime, and the time of possession, the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. had the ball for forty minutes versus twenty minutes, which is, I mean, two to one. I mean, that that's freaking incredible. And the way this offense is, is designed to keep the ball away from the other team because if you True. can keep the ball away from the other team, that's less opportunity for them to go down the field. That means you're going to keep them from getting the ball and being able to have Aaron Rodgers go down the field and score on you. It's by design. It's not going to be a fantasy football team that is lighting it up, you know, going 50, 60 yards all the time.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But they keep saying because they compare it to fantasy football. Well, Big Ben's got 5,000 yards. Well, Big Ben sat his ass home during the playoffs, didn't he?
2: Had <laughs> right. front row seats. <laughs> didn't
1: Aaron Rodgers sit his ass home?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Didn't yeah. Matty Ice sit his ass home?
2: Yeah.
3: yeah okay. true.
1: Dak Prescott, he won a game.
3: Mm, yeah. deep And had, facts. We
1: stopped, had we stopped him on on third down, I think we would have won that game, too, against the Rams. And that's man. all I have to say about that.
0: Man, people going to hate those
2: facts, man. Boy, they're going to hate them.
0: <laughs> well, all I got to say is this. You know, uh, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. People always act like, you know what? Well, Dak's record is on like this because of this. And so because of that, well, here's the thing, folks. It's a team game and you can't win without an offensive line. You don't have an offensive line, you're right. not winning no games, okay? You're not winning. So people need to understand that. That's why the Cowboys, uh, I think they I think they're the number one team that has most most of their money in the offensive line more than any other team, like True. by by far. So that's telling you right there. They heavily invested in the offensive line for one reason. We want to control the clock. And we want to protect a mm-hmm. quarterback. And that's why right. they did it. So you can see where th- they started from. And it's not okay, you can sit there and say, Oh, well, Dak didn't do all that. Well, like you said, Aaron Rodgers and those guys <laughs> don't have they have weapons too. Like you don't would it would it been been? He had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and, and and he had all them what was the tall receiver was market was Kim on M- Tavius- weed.
3: Brian.
0: Bryant, and then you had Juju <laughs> Schuster. I mean, you guys got all world players and then you wonder why they're putting up all world stats. You got dogs with you. We had Deontay Thompson. We had Terrence Williams. <laughs> Dog, we had... Hey, Cole, Jason. You, you feel me? An old Jason Yeah. Shout, uh, shout out to
2: Alan Hearns. <laughs>
0: and I, I, I'm not hating on our players. I'm not hating on those guys, yeah, but right, 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 they right. weren't the all-stars that those other guys had. So what do you yeah. expect when you get a, a have a quarterback who don't really have the weapons? When Dallas got the weapons, they said, hey, we need to get Dak Prescott some weapons. They pulled the trigger on Amari Cooper. You've seen what happened. So that, to me, shows you that Dak is a quarterback because... If Even if you was a a bad quarterback and you got a good receiver, you're still not completing passes to him. We've seen in the NFL that even if you got good receivers and you're not a good quarterback, you're still not going to complete them passes to him. You got to be able to throw the ball. Is that not true? You can have a great running back, a great receiver, but if you can't throw Tim Tebow, even though you won those games, you still only completed 47% of your passes. You feel me? And they still got rid of you. So as much as you got them to the playoffs, Tim Tebow, they still got rid of you because they didn't think you could throw the ball. For real, right. that's what right. it comes down to. And Dak Prescott has shown if you look at the – oh, he can't throw this and throw that. Well, why is his accuracy or his completion percentage is staying at a career 67%? That's what I don't understand. When that's, with the facts. when that's one of the barometers of a quarterback. That's what you want. And when you're talking about the league average at which are yards per average um, or per completion – Dak has been at like seven and that's where most of the quarterbacks are at seven and the high ones are eight when you got Mahomes throwing 50 touchdowns, but everybody ain't doing that. So if you look at quarterbacks across the board, Dak is as good, if not better than a lot of these guys. So please love your quarterback and let's try to get this six (laughs) y'all. Let's try to get this. And look,
2: another thing that a lot of people always say is law. Where are they going to get the money from? Look, Man. Jerry Jones been talking about this collective bargain agreement. he's already pushing for 18 weeks, right now Man. we it just came out with a poll I think day before yesterday or yesterday that Jerry Jones have the richest organization in all of sports, right mm-hmm. oh, yeah. what what kind of stupidity of the league would be how stupid would the league would be not to listen to Jerry? <laughs> they want to make money, right? Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look, push this thing to 18 weeks or what have you. Take away some of those preseason games. The salary cap been increasing anywhere from 10 to 15 percent when it was 16 weeks. You can only imagine you can count the money when it's Mm -hmm. 18. You can do the quick math. That's anywhere from 20 to 25 percent. If you move it up to extra two games, they're your money. Thirty three to thirty four, thirty five or thirty six million dollars is cheap from two years from now. So we're going to have the money. So don't worry about the money, Cowboy Nation. It's going to be right. there. Well, yeah, here's I, the thing
1: that you really want to look at, right. though, is if the Cowboys mm-hmm. are smart, they want to do the Tyron Smith type of a deal. Yes. where are mm-hmm. stretching out as long as possible. Because here's the thing. Right now, you look at Kirk Cousins' contract and say, you know what, that ain't so bad. You look right. at the Jimmy Garoppolo deal. You look at, mm-hmm. um, you know, Andrew Lux. And those were just right. a couple of years ago. And so what you're going to see happen is you're going to, like you said, the cap is going to blow up. And not only just because if they do get that 18-game schedule, I think that that, that's not going to happen. I think that's the blow that the NFL is trying to reach for and, you know, what, what they're really trying to get is some stuff down here. But if you start thinking about the casino money and the gambling money that's going to be coming in, you're going to be looking at somebody who's in the Internet who's going to end up being one of those players then that's going to be getting, say, the Thursday night practice packages as well. So you're going to see this cap just blow the hell up after this collective bargaining agreement. And if you go ahead, and this is where people say, I am crazy, but I said, if you signed back to a $175 million contract over Hmm. six years, and like you did with DeMarcus Lawrence, where you got it out in three or four years, two years from now, that's gonna be chump change.
3: Right. (laughs) You know
1: what I'm saying? Because you got Pat Mahomes is gonna need to get paid, you got Jared Goffins out there to get paid, you've got some of the veterans out there, they're gonna get paid, and ain't nobody going below 30 anymore.
2: Right, it's right. gonna be a in the past.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't know why people are trip off that because just like you said, remember when they were tripping off Cam Newton? Cam Newton, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in, it. he ain't better than Aaron Rodgers, he ain't better than Drew Brees, he ain't better than this and that. And guess what? It took only two years and he went from like one of the top ones to like fifteenth or sixteenth. So right. now you look at a Cam Newton contract and you're like, oh, we living good with Cam Newton. <laughs> we really? living good with that contract. You feel me? So, yeah. But think
1: about this, though. You had Andrew Luck was the highest paid recently. You mm, had Jimmy right. Garoppolo. You mm. had Kirk Cousins.
0: Carl was
1: Right. You had, ended up having um, Matty Ice, and mm. then Aaron Rodgers, and then Russell Wilson. So it's not... It's only... It, you only cared it for just a second. It's just like you can... It's bragging rights. Eventually, you say, you know, I was the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. five minutes. You know, minutes. Retired, sitting around the bike. It mm-hmm. may have been, but I was the highest-paid one. So it's kind of like this badge of honor that you can carry the candle with the stuff. So what you do is, like I said, sign Dak to, a, you know, a, a six-year, $35 million contract. So we can have that badge. But guess what? It's going to be beat.
3: Mm, it's, it's just the it's-
1: cost of doing business and i know people will lose their freaking minds and every time there's an incomplete pass they're gonna say that's what we get for 35 million dollars mm-hmm. but you know you're never gonna make yeah. some of these people it doesn't matter what <laughs> you do okay because you know they have everybody say Dak is not the guy he's gonna be pumping gas in two years say, <laughs> he can't do this he has to have a team around you we get him going to playoffs we win a playoff game and everything else and it's still well he still sucks so it's like you yeah. know what I, I'm just done. I can't convince you. You you're, you, know, we can win the Super Bowl and you're going to still say it wasn't Dak. So it, it's right, just right, right, you're, you're right.
2: We we, we get so much hate mail about Dak Prescott not throwing for 30 touchdowns and not uh, passing for over 4000 yards. We get so much of a hate mail for that. But I'm telling people they discount the Russian touchdown like it don't exist. He have 18 total Russian touchdowns. Quick math. That'll give you one hundred and eight points. Take away those 108 points. We might not win some of those games. Cowboy Nation, like Nietzsche said, don't spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't have. But remember, the thing that you do have was something that you dream for and long for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that till I'm uh, dead in this earth. Look, I'm telling you guys, don't forget about 2015. Just don't forget about that. Dak Prescott is something special. Yeah.
1: Because. Amen on that one. Yeah. And he stays healthy.
0: Yes. Yes. Let's knock yes. on wood on that one because I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you better knock on hardwood <laughs> on that because I don't need no injuries. And that's going to prelude into our next subject. Let me give a shout-out to everybody jumping in. Gambino, what's up with you? Gambino. Gerald Fair, Ron Smith, what's up with you? How you doing? Dustin Alexander. Uh, I got a Cindy Henson Law, and she loves you. She loves some law. She's been oh, saying hey, it. She, it. she been saying she loves Smile. some law. So you have to give her a shout-out. Give Cindy Henson a shout, shout out. She said, Oh, she Cindy. want a shout out from
2: Mr. Law.
0: He said they appreciate but, you. I got a good segue since we were talking about, please, Dak Prescott, don't go get hurt. So we're going to talk about the backup quarterback situation because that's been a hot and heavy subject because people are saying, some people are saying they don't think the Cowboys backup quarterback is on the roster. Me personally, I don't trust no Cooper Rush. I don't really want him on the roster. I'm not hating on him, but I just don't want him on the roster. I have always liked Mike White since he was drafted. Do I think he's ready? I don't think so. I have to see him in camp but I still don't feel like he's ready. So I still feel like we need a veteran in my eyes, a, a cheap one. I don't know who we, we go out there and get, you know, to kind of flow with the offense. But in your eyes, uh, Law and uh, Mark, who do you do you think the backup quarterback is on the roster or do you think we're going to have to go outside of the box and go ahead and grab a veteran right quick for like this year? You uh, first, uh, Law.
2: Uh, I got my money on Matt White. I'll push all the chips and coins st- in the center of the table and say, come on, Matt, I know you got it, Mike, I am going to say. Mike White, I know you got it, man. It's just that you got to just stop thinking about it, just play freely, and don't mm-hmm. worry about the uh, consequences and repercussions. If mm-hmm. if if Mike White is going to be the starter, what have you, if Dak Prescott goes down, Jerry Jones is going to be on the phone immediately anyway. He's going to be calling <laughs> somebody. He's, I'm for real. I, now, as soon I'm as he falls, soon White, soon he falls down and holds <laughs> the
0: ankle, he's calling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's on that phone, and I'm not going to say who he's going to call, but he's going to call cool. one of those veteran quarterbacks to come back and, and see if they can pick up this offense to help us out. As long as it's not Matt Castle, I don't, I don't mind who he's going a call. That's a bad
0: <laughs> word. Don't you bring up that
2: <laughs> name no more. Matt Castle, Matt Castle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, um, man, take it over, man. I what, know his, of- his reality,
1: man, <laughs> there are so few good starting quarterbacks, that any backup quarterback, if he's any good, is going to be a starting quarterback.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've been that route with, you know, we had, you know, Brandon Whedon and, he... we ended up, and then of course we had Matt Castle. Here's the reality. If that goes down, the season's done. There isn't anybody oh. out there that, I'm sorry. There isn't anybody out there that you can say is going to be capable of taking the team. Okay. Unless we, we're fortunate that he's just out for a game or two. I'm sorry. You might as well go with the young guys. Save the money and put the money, and make sure you got that offensive line secured. Make sure that you got the running backs in situation secure. Because I just, I, who do you, who do you honestly look out there and say they're a good quarterback that you're gonna get cheap
0: and, and can heck? really that's flow? None. It's gonna to really flow trait. with this offense. Feel me? Like we, you'd have to bring somebody in who's off the streets. That is, that's just. You know, it's just a uh, makings for a disaster in my eyes. And people who are always saying Dak can't do this and Dak do, can't oh, do shit. that, you would start seeing the true uh, importance of a Dak Prescott when everybody said, "Well," and we know Ezekiel Elliott. We know he. Right. We know we know how much of a dog he is, but if he don't have a quarterback. They're going to stack that line. And I don't wow. care how good of an offensive line you got, they're going to come after him, and they're going to peel, put their eels back and say, guess what? Uh, you ain't got nobody can throw the ball. So we're putting seven, eight men uh, in uh, this uh, box, uh, and we're going to see. We're going to dare you to throw it. Because remember, folks, when we didn't have, when Tony Romo oh. went down, did you see them defense start coming after us? <laughs> did you see that defense coming after <laughs> but, us every yeah. play? Well, here's the thing, no though, respect but, for nothing. But, but here's the thing that's, that, that,
1: that's a misnomer about that season. We still had a great offensive line, and we still right. were fourth in the league in running football. We ran the ball as effectively that year as we did last year. We were only 10th in the league last year running the football. People don't seem to understand it. Teams like, believe it or not, New England ran the ball, got more yardage on the ground than the Dallas Cowboys. And this is where people are uneducated fans. They don't know what's actually going on. And another thing that ended up happening, believe it or not, is with Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott's game average actually dropped about 11 yards per game and, of course, our passing game. So you're watching our offense kind of transition a little bit. And I think with Kellen Moore, you're going to see a lot more passing because he's got some studs. He's got some guys that can go out and and make some plays. And if he is wise enough to be able to do different things from different sets where you don't know if it's going to be a pass or a run, and you've got, you know, let's say it's, uh, I always say 12, every time I say 12 formation, everybody jumps on my back. But here's the thing. You could set up with two tight ends and have Randall Mm -hmm. Cobb and Amari Cooper on there, and if the safety's in the box, you can have those guys go deep and have your tight ends doing crossing routes and turn it into a pass play. If they don't put the safety in the box, then you've got two extra blockers in that offensive line, and you're just going to you know bullnose it right down the field. So it gives you a lot more things that you can do now that you got the, those people. Do you follow me?
0: I follow oh, yeah. you. And just one little spinoff on that 2015 season people need to understand If you. I went back and looked at our record and I remember watching those games. There was only three games. We got blown out. It was the Eagles. It was and the Patriots. We lost to them in the second half because we were playing them good in the first half. The Eagles (laughs) blew us out and the Redskins. That was the last game of the year uh, when they beat us. But even then we weren't mathematically eliminated to the playoffs until almost like week 14 and we still had a terrible record like we were still in the hunt and all those games that we were playing, we were in all those games or had the lead with Matt Castle and Brandon We Those teams, remember that uh, 2014 season, 2015? I mean, the Seattle Seahawks, they were dogs of a team. They only beat us 10-9 to nine in the last minute. They had a last-second drive that beat us. There was a lot of teams that beat us in the last seconds, even with that 2015 season. So... People need mm-hmm. to understand that before they get jumping up and crazy. And just like you said, uh, Mark, uh, Derrick McFadden came right out of nowhere, and everybody said he was hot-waste garbage, and uh, why oh. did you even sign him? And he dang near got almost 11 hard- 1,100 yards rushing. And didn't right. start
1: the whole season. He right. He didn't start to
0: like week <laughs> six or something like that. For real? So yeah. give the Cowboys knew what they were doing by getting that offensive line. So, since we're still talking on offense because we're about to close here, appreciate everybody jumping. Let me give a few more shout-outs right quick before we jump into this last. Uh, uh, Brian Nelson, what's up with you? Jake McLemore, Dustin Alexander. Colonel, is it Colonel Bill Quinn? If that is, salutes to you. If that's a Colonel, for real. Tavares Peel, what's up with you? He said, hey, we can always have Kellen Moore as emergency backup. <laughs> <laughs> Player coach. <huh>? Yeah. <laughs> Player coach all day. Nancy you Cooper, <laughs> with you. we appreciate you uh, giving us the good shout outs. But since we're talking about offense, Kellen Moore is the big, big subject. Because mm-hmm. everybody wants to see what this offense is going to look like. Do, we, do you think we're going to see any wrinkles in this training camp or you think it's all going to be kind of close to the vest or you think we're going to see anything new? Because the thing that Kellen Moore has been saying that we're not really going to change up a lot of things, but we're just going to have a lot of different formations and not make it look predictable. When we come to the line of scrimmage, we don't want you knowing what we're doing. So we're going to have a lot of formations, a lot of motion, things of that nature. You're going to probably see, I would love to see a Tony Pollard and a Zika Elliott in the backfield. I'd like to see a Tony Pollard spread out and then you got a Zika Elliott in the backfield and 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 uh, maybe uh, another running back, or, or who, whoever you're trying to do. I want to see just some 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 things where we don't look predictable. What do you think about Kellen Moore going forward? Do you really think, and I know we haven't seen anything, okay? I'm not asking that, but do you have a good feeling going into this season about Kellen Moore and the future of this offense. I'm going to go with you, Mark.
1: All right. You know, I'm not going to be privileged enough to go to training camp this year, okay? (laughs) But But I need you guys to make sure you don't do one thing. Okay. Don't get too much live feed out there. What's going on? Because you know they're going to be watching everything because they're trying to get a book out on Kellen Moore. Okay. And just the fact that he is not Scott Linehan, where we have been basically doing the same thing since 2014 and 2015, that is an unknown in a quantity that's going to be good. The fact that I heard that we ended up having four wideouts in the red zone. For me, all of a sudden, makes you think, oh, my God, we're going to try something different. Our team was so predictable that it was always run Zeke up the middle on first down, okay? You know, everybody, I could call call the plays from my living room, you know, uh, 1,500 miles away. Exactly. If they change up, and they don't have to do a whole lot, you know, a few pre snap motions, a couple of different formations and things, you've got a lot of talent, but you just need to be able to have a little bit of an edge some of the time. And if we can be a little bit better in the red zone and a little more creative, I think that we're going
2: to be in great shape. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm looking at what you're saying is that Football has always been the same regardless, Uh, 11 Mm -hmm. versus 11. I I don't think that you can change much of that. But like you said, the predictability, I think that you can move some of that stuff out. Instead of 12 personnel, maybe you can go with more of a 22 personnel with the running back, two running backs in the backfield and do 21s and stuff like that and beyond. So um, I'm looking at this team. I'm looking at what Kelly Moore will bring in as a little spice as well as he's not going to be that hard-nosed, stuck-up guy. remember Scott Lanahan was the guy was like, hey, you don't go against my rulings. You know, Mm -hmm. Alan Hearns, within his first three weeks here or what have you, he spoke out against uh, uh, Scott Lanahan. And you saw what happened to him. Didn't play yeah. no more. And then Amari <laughs> Cooper, for all crying out loud, he Plays said, reduced. yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed the play. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I told Dak <laughs> to do it, you know. Right. And then you saw the reduction you in saw catches. Yeah. Oh, the only person that can lock down Amari Cooper, he was holding the clipboard. <laughs> I call him Scott hand right? And right. Um, my thing is, the major thing, uh, and if you guys can catch the Rich Eisen show, um, uh, I think my guy, Michael Irvin, man, the passionate mm-hmm. speaker that he is. Uh, he was interviewing uh, Ezekiel and he said, What do Kelly Moore brings to the table? And, and Ezekiel, oh, yeah. he sat there and paused and he said, You know what? Kelly listen. Moore will listen. listen. He will listen. And that's a major thing, that's a major skill set for any offensive coordinator or any coach and beyond is to do, is to listen. Because they they got the feel, they got the vision, they see things that's going on that you just don't understand, right? right? So I believe that just by killing more listening to those younger guys that's out there on the field, I think that that we're going to see – some major improvements, you know, so I, I, I'm not trying to be all high and high on this uh, team as it relates to Kelly Moore. He's going to put up 40 and 50 points. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that the adjustments going to be there and this team is going to look a whole lot sharper because he listened.
0: I, I yeah. totally, I totally agree with you with that. Um, the biggest thing to me, just like you said, that he listens is that I think also that <clears throat> he came up with Dak Prescott. And so they're familiar with each other. I feel like they have a bond. And I believe them getting <clears throat> John Kitten as the quarterback's coach, moving True. Kellen Moore to the OC. I don't feel like Kellen Moore was a good uh, quarterback's coach. That's just my opinion because I feel like you ha- got to have a little bit more. to not saying he don't got a backbone. No, nope. so I'm not saying he don't have a backbone. But he just seems a little more cerebral, like a guy that's not going to really yell at you. Whereas a guy like John Kitten is going to get in your face. And I think that's what <laughs> that, that kind of needs on that quarterback coach side. But with the OC side, he needs a guy who can sit down in that, in that, that quarterback room and say, hey, Dak, what do you like right here? What mm-hmm. kind of plays do you like and what kind of things can we do to make you better? I don't believe I wasn't around, but it just seemed like Scott Lenihan didn't do that. He said, this is what you're going to run and we're mm-hmm. going to run it until I say stop. And and if you don't like it, you don't got to play here. That's what it felt like that he was right. That's that's the feeling that he was, I was getting that he was saying to our players, like either you do what I say or you don't play. Hey, oh, hey,
2: yeah. Big Game James, he, he, he like this. this is the play that Randy Moss did. you be like, wait a minute, I'm not Randy Moss. This is the play that Megatron did. You'd be like, wait a minute, hold on, coach. <laughs> I'm Alan hers. Oh, my bad. I ain't trying. Let me see if I can use this another person. Oh, 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 oh cold on, coach. I'm, I'm Cole Beasley. I can't run that Randy Moss play. Beasley, Beasley. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Beasley, Beasley. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right, Big Game James, man. That that doggone Scott Linehan, man. Uh, and trust me, I, I've been saying this since day one. He's not the uh, the worst coach in the in the land, but he just don't, you know, listen to his players basically.
0: And that's what you have to have yeah. to me as as any kind of leader. You have to right. be able to listen. And when you mm-hmm. can hear the what the the players are seeing, hey, hey, coach, I see this. Okay, let's try to run this play after that. You know <laughs> what that does to that player. That makes that player play harder for you. He plays harder for you because he knows, you know what? He listens, and I feel like he cares. And And players aren't robots. You feel me? Players ain't robots. They have feelings. They have emotions. And if you treat that player with some kind of respect, and I don't know if that was happening, it, it feels like the player will come back and play harder for you. I feel like that's the reason why Jason Garrett is still there as well is because the players do respect him. They do continue to play hard. I mean, as much as our fans have gotten mad at him, the players have really never quit on Garrett. I mean, he he may have a two-game losing streak, but he always seems to bounce back because the players never seem to quit on him. And I think that's something with him being some type of a player's coach and them having respect. So I think Kellen Moore is coming into it where, hey, we're going to give you a clean slate and a chance because, you know what, we like how you listen and we feel like you're going to make this offense better because you're going to make it uh kind of cater to our strengths. And that's what I think he's really going to do with Dak Prescott as well. All right, y'all. So <laughs> one last thing I want to ask you guys before we head up out of here, and I want to ask you about some battles, training camp battles. Mm-hmm. You know, two things. It's a two-fold question, and then we'll head up off here. First, what player are you most excited kind of to see in camp, and what battle is are you kind of really excited to see? No matter what position, what battles are you kind of really excited to see uh, coming up in this training camp? Uh, you first, Law. A man.
2: I got my guy, Cedric Wilson, Jr. Mm-hmm. That's the battle that I want to see. A lot mm-hmm. of people, we talked about the John Vaya Johnson. We talked about the Guyton kid. But somewhere, somewhere on this map, I got this battle for this guy named Cedric Wilson. He wears number 16, if you know what I mean. So, guys, look out for him. And then on top of that, on the defensive side of the ball, you already know what I'm about to say. You guys know I love defense, don't take, right? Don't take my guy. Come on, come on man. You know I'm <laughs> defensive line. Don't, don't take Don't don't, don't Tell him that guy. is human nature. <laughs> oh, okay. all right,
3: you can take the D back.
2: <laughs> I got Michael Jackson, man. I got Michael Jackson number 33. I want to see that battle. I just want to see this kid. Look, he could have won what, first and second round if he had all of his affairs in order? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but, guys... Do not sleep on number 33. I would like to see that battle. It's a long shot for him. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong about it because I'm not saying that he won't be able to make this team. But I'm just saying that that camp battle, when you got, when you guys finally see the physical nature that that kid plays with, right? And then I'm going to tell you guys, he can bliss off the edge. He got the short and the intermediate speeds as well. He got some good recovery speed. Guys, look out for number 33. Boy. That Michael Jackson, boy, he's gonna be moonwalking on a lot of people. And, and and my third person, I know
0: you just said only two, but my oh, third person,
2: Donovan Wilson. Did yes. you guys
0: did you get a chance to see him up big yes, game day? He game? He, hey man, he looked good on that <sighs> tape. And they were seven, he was a heavy footed kind of safety and one of his uh kind of negatives was that he was heavy foot and did have the closing yeah. speed but man he was looking good in and that, in that workout he was and you know what in minicamp the coach was saying he was catching on quick he was calling in the cadences he was putting the guys in the right lineups and they were really looking at that like hmm mm-hmm.
2: A thumper. His his only flaw was uh, coming out of college, that he over-pursued. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's too aggressive. I love that. Yeah. Give me that uh, right. too aggressive
3: guy. <laughs> right, Chris
2: Rashad right. said, look, I can work with the over-aggressive guy. Give me him. I can work with him. So I'm, I'm crunk about Donovan Wilson. I'm crunk about Michael Jackson. And you guys <laughs> know. <laughs> yes, and I'm crunk <laughs> about Cedric uh, uh, Wilson. Shout out to
0: Cedric, man. Shout out to him. What's up with you? That's some good ones. Uh, What's up with you, Mr. Uh, Mark? You
1: know, Okay, I got to give a shout-out to Vash Lombardi in here because he, he's needing some attention. Vash, we <laughs> love you, man. We love you, man. You know, Vash, of course, is Mr. Offensive Line, but see, I am a defensive line guy. Wow. Right. And wow. I can't wait yes. to see the battle royale that's going to take place on that defensive line oh, because you guys gosh. don't seem to understand that we, we got too many guys. We got too the perfect, the perfect situation that we have mm-hmm. guys that are going to be starting on other teams. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Tristan Hill mm-hmm.
3: with that oh. hair
1: on fire, that future Warren sap. Mm-hmm. To me, that, that, that's Ooh. when I see big him. praise, big praise, hey. big praise you putting that kid on a uh, high. I a But i He's got that kind of size, that kind of motor in there. But see, I also want to see the Christian Covingtons who had that four and a half sacks last year. And see, I know people out there are saying, oh, four and a half sacks, that's nothing. But you got to understand, when you are down in the trenches, down there going against the centers and the guards and stuff, your job is to occupy space. And that guy occupies a whole lot of space. But I want to see the Malik Collins there who's looking for a paycheck, knowing that he has been you know, have an injury history and stuff out there. I want to see Tyrone Crawford, who is still pissed off about that whole thing that happened down in Florida and stuff and trying to hold on for his job. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I want to see Robert Quinn out there trying to resurrect his career and he get that to next take paycheck, time. okay? I want mm-hmm. to see all of these guys because not all of these guys will be able to be standing. We got too you. many. And so you're going to see some major camp battles there on that defensive line to make this team. That's
0: what I want
3: to
1: see. Well, see. I'll be there.
0: I mean, I'm going to bounce off of that because, you know, I let y'all go first and I knew y'all was going to take what I wanted to talk about, but that's okay. That's all right because I'm not an offensive lineman neither. I'm a slim guy, so ain't nobody playing on the offensive line. So I ain't talking about offensive line because I ain't talking about that. But I feel you. The biggest the biggest thing to me, the battle, just like you said, Mark, just to me is that defensive line. It's We went from how long have we been crying for the – I mean, we went from almost two years ago where we didn't have nobody. Well, we were getting hyped over uh, Charles Tapper. We were, getting, uh, we were getting hyped over Charles Tapper and stuff. You get what I'm saying? Now you got, like you said, you got guys you're like, I don't want to cut him. He's good. I don't want to lose him. All but, right. man, I want to see Robert Quinn. I prayed for him. I don't know about y'all. I'm the one that brought Robert Quinn over here to the Cowboys. Nobody else. I brought him over here because I was talking about Robert Quinn five months Six months before even by even sniff Robert Quinn. So it was me. So thank me for talking to God, the football guy, and say bring Robert Quinn because they signed him right after that. Yeah. But I I want to see Robert Quinn and Tyron Smith. I want to see that battle because you know what? They're saying Robert Robert Quinn, he uh, might not be that player any longer. He might ooh, not be this, sh- he might not be that. So he's got something to prove, and he's on a one-year deal, if I'm not correct. So he wants there another he contract. So yeah. You're talking about a Randall Cobb and you're talking about these guys that have those one Christian Covington have those one-year deals. They're going to give you all out because they want another contract. So I think we're going to get the best from Robert Quinn. And that's why I'm excited for the one-two punch. And then, as you said before, Joe Jackson, nobody's even talking about him. He's a good player. Uh, He might not be on the team. You feel me? Mm -hmm. you got Antoine Woods, like you said, Malik Collins is in his contract year. Pretty much everybody on the defensive line is in contract year. I mean, right. Daniel Hopkins Ross was a good player for us last year. <laughs> he may not even make the team, you feel me? And you got Dorance Armstrong Jr., Taco Charlton, just like you said, Tyrone Crawford. Mm, mm, um, mm. And the guy I said that people need to keep their eye on is Jalen Jokes. I wrote an article about him and said that's the yeah. draft pick nobody's talking about. Mm-hmm. The dude's got perfect size, six foot five, two 256 pounds, and he's built like a Jason Taylor. So if you can harness that talent, if you watch this tape, the dude's got a motor out of this world. You could possibly stand him up and maybe transition him as to a maybe a weak side linebacker in that 4-3 and put him next year coming in for Sean Lee because you know Sean Lee ain't going to be with this too much longer. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. You can be prepping guys for next year as well. So that defensive line is going to be interesting because there's going to be some cuts that are going to be a surprise. That is a guarantee in my eyes. There's going to be some surprise cuts on that defensive line. You're yeah. going to be like, what? He got mm-hmm. cut. So that's one of the biggest battles I'm interested in see and my second battle would be to me is the receiving core, not after the three, but I really want to see what these rookies are looking like. I want to see what what Noah Brown does. He was injured going into camp. Are you going to step up, Noah Brown? My dark horse Mm -hmm. is Jalen Guyton because he has that speed and size. John Vay Johnson, they're talking about our world speed, and, man, it's looking crazy. So I'm really interested to see if one of those guys can really step up and give us that deep threat that we haven't had. Michael Gallup is a deep threat to me, but because he always getting open deep. But I'm talking about that speedster where where Dak can just yeah. let it rip and just throw it up in the air and just let this guy run up under it and blow everybody away. That's what I'm looking for because we haven't had team speed in a very long time. Remember, 10 is it have been 10 straight years where Cowboys had not drafted a receiver under four or five. So now we have wow. finally have some speed. And Facts. so now it's exciting. And one last player before I jump off and say anything else is Tony Pollard. That is my problem.
2: Ah, there you I'm go. Proud. Everybody yeah. been talking about I've I've <laughs> dogs.
0: He made the dogs come out. The whole thing about Tony Pollard. So I Tony Pollard, dogs went crazy. So <laughs> <crazy>. Tony <laughs> Pollard gonna do some dang old things this year. Cause think about it, folks. We can slide him out receiver. We can put him at the backfield. He can. Right. He can play so many things last big thing, that was Kellen Moore's pet cat. That was Kellen Moore's pet. They asked Kellen Moore pet on the phone with Tony Pollard. So I believe that was Kellen Moore. So I believe since it was a Kellen Moore pick, we're going to see a whole lot of Tony Pollard this year. And Laura, just is healthy. If he's healthy, he is going to be something special, I believe, with the Dallas Cowboys. That's just my opinion on Pollard. Mm-hmm. Oh. well we're gonna turn them dogs into some wolves over here baby yeah hey so hey without that further ado (laughs) Make sure, and like I said, we're about to sign off here, but please, media roll. This is not going to be the first and only show that we're going to do. We're going to be doing this more. Like I said, this was kind of a little test run we did on the Cowboys Experience, so please, if there was any glitches or anything that was going on with the show, please forgive us. We're in trial run, but we're going to make this hot and get it rolling. So continue to uh, support Silver Blue Nation, Cowboys Experience, Law Nation, Mark Holmes. Continue to support and go out and and this support, because without y'all, we can't do this. So before we get off, I want to give you guys another opportunity to give your background and where they can find you. And then from there, we'll get ready for training camp. You first, Mark, since you're right next to me. Oh, OK, well, I'm going to go to you, Law. Where they can they find you?
2: Guys, uh, I got a Facebook page, L A W S Nation. Follow me there as well as YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, and Twitch, and Periscope, and MySpace and Black Planet at Lost Nation. <laughs> find me, guys, <God's laughs> telling you, I'm there. I'm putting on all YouTubes. Uh, I got two channels. Just follow me, man. Just hit me up and uh, uh, on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, Mark, see if you can unmute yourself, man, because they need to hear you and know where they can find you and follow you.
0: Yeah, I think working up yourself, but hey, I'm gonna be a witness that Law Nation does have 37 pages. I am a witness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hey, iTunes, he, uh, Google, he got he got, he got I never even heard of before. I'm like, what kind of app is that? <laughs> and you on that too? My God, this man hustles like no other. <laughs> Are Marathon you back?
2: Here? Continues, baby. Marathon continue. <laughs>
0: I think you got to unmute, Mark.
3: <laughs>
2: there okay. they go. They said they still. I didn't
3: know.
1: I was like, "What are you talking about?" I didn't mute myself. Now, the dogs are kind of going crazy and stuff. Okay. <laughs> I think they'll probably send them down after. Uh, but no, listen, I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. I have seen it all. I have seen every one of the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. So I was a fan before they ever won the Super Bowl. So anybody that says I'm a bandwagon fan, you can go ahead and read between the lines on this one. Okay. <laughs> read between the lines. I live the Dallas Cowboys every single day from the time I wake up in the morning with Don't Sleep on the Dallas Cowboys to a fireside chat at the end of the night. So you can find me at Joe Boo Sports Report mark holmes on youtube or if you just go ahead and google cowboy joe like from major league you'll find me uh, on google so with that being said i'm gonna turn it back on over to you big game james all
0: right well we appreciate you mark i appreciate you Law, for both taking the time out of your schedule to jump on here for us to do this like i said we're going to do this more and i'm excited to see what we're going to do beyond this but please if you're trying to Get the Cowboys experience because we've experienced it like no other. You saw Law on ESPN with uh uh Barry, and Barry man is second to none. Man, what he does for everybody out here, the, the guy is love, and he showed nothing but love for me, producer G, Mark. I mean, me and Mark met. We actually had never talked before. We went down to the Cowboys experience that Philly game, and it was an experience mm. like other man it was it was and it was great and we got to be right there and get all that atmosphere and goodness and i'm telling you i hadn't been to cowboys games like that before but i'd always been a deep cowboys fan but when you get to the game and then you can get to that field because we got field passes for you it changes your whole outlook on the game when you can mm-hmm, actually see those players. See, when you're watching TV, it's like it's good, but when you can see the interaction, when you're right behind the bench and you see mm-hmm. Dak Prescott interacting with the the receivers and the running backs, you see him coming off the field and talking to each other. It changes your mind and your thoughts and perceptions of what you think about the players because then you actually see it. So, if you want to get some of that good goodness, please. Get in the Cowboys Experience inbox. Go like and subscribe to the page because I'm telling you, it's an experience no like no other. Can I can can y'all get can I get a witness on that, folks? Yes. Amen man, to that.
2: Amen. Hey, hey, before you before you uh, close it all together, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I gotta say this, and he's part of the Cowboys Experience. He's the original, and you know what I'm talking about. Not 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 one of these carbon copies. I'm talking about the original '88. Original '88. Hey. Let's help this guy get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. because he, yes, he got another chance. Yeah. He
0: got He chance. got
2: a hell of a chance. So, guys, guys, to do me a huge, huge favor. For anybody that's watching this show and anybody that's on all our platforms, just tweet to the NFL Hall of Fame and say, this guy, the original 88, belongs there, and it's been past due. Guys, get him in there. Get him in there. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. Amen.
0: Yes, and we can do that. And he's a he, – and not just was he a great player. He's a great man. I mean, I, I've met him. I was He was like one of my idols growing up. And then when I finally met him, I, I can't lie. I was just sitting there like, that's Drew Pearson. <laughs> I, I, right. I just, like, I don't be getting geeked. Like, you know, we're in media and stuff like that. But when you were watching him as a kid, when I watched him as a kid, and then I finally got to stand right next to him, I'm like, dude, I was watching you, loving you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just, it, man, that dude is great. So please, let's vote and get him in because he deserves it. OK? Yeah. All right, so without that further ado, Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James, Law Nation, Mark Holmes, The Cowboys Experience, producer G. Voltron, we love y'all. We're signing off, and until next week, we will see you soon. Salutes. Salutes.